Yeah! Kick it! Welcome back to the Lone Star Lowdown. It is August 9th, 2022. I'm Ty Henderson. Shay Holt here. Corey Gidry. And uh, we're talking a little NFL gridiron gossip, AFC North Division breakdown today. MLB, Diamonds and Woods will update y'all on the wild card situations in both of the conferences. Uh, and the Horns 40-yard dash, a little secondary breakdown of the DBs and cornerbacks as well as y'all's favorite segment, Sleepers and Keepers, fit talking fantasy football wide receivers this week. We got some good ones for this week. Going to really win someone a league. I'm feeling it. Oh, yeah. I, 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 can, uh, I agree with that. We also have Cody Allen's The Fastest Lap and the 19th Hole, a little golf talk. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Lone Star Lowdown, Twitter at Lone Star LD, and make sure to check, check out all of our video content on YouTube. All right, guys, so let's start out with a little gridiron gossip. You all want to do the division breakdown first? Yeah, I think we're talking uh, AFC North this week, right? That's, it, what, that's what I planned for, at least. Yes, yeah. AFC North. Uh, yeah, uh, you all want to start uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Sure. Go ahead. All right. Well, um, yeah, let's go over who they lost here in the offseason. Uh, probably the biggest name to retire last year in all of football, Ben Roethlisberger. A uh, long-time quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Been the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers as long as I've been watching football, uh, except when he's been hurt. Uh, but, yeah, he retires. Uh, you know, he made it, they made it to the playoffs last year and were ultimately kind of em- embarrassed by the R- Browns. But So he's gone. Uh, other big losses, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, who was hurt all last year, is gone. They also lost James Washington and Ray Ray McLeod, so kind of a depleted wide receiver core. Eric Ebron's gone, and uh, quarter, uh, cornerback Joe Hayden, as well as uh, Stephen Tewitt, who retired, are all gone from last year's team. Um, as far as new additions go, uh, they brought in Mitchell Trubitsky uh, to compete with their first-round quarterback, Kenny Pickett, hometown boy. Um, let's see here. They brought in a couple offensive linesmen, uh, Chukawuma Okafor, that was, that was a pretty yeah. good pronunciation there. Yeah, I was. I I waited all up until this moment to say that <laughs> out loud for the first time. Before it was just in my head. Uh, one name that's jumping out to me is linebacker Miles Jack. Signed a two-year deal. I didn't catch that one this offseason. Yeah, I think uh, he'll fit in great there. I've liked him down in Jacksonville, um, and I think I think he'll help that defense out for sure. Uh, another one, Larry Ojanobi from Cleveland. Uh, defensive tackle. He's been a been known to be a really good run stopper. Uh, so that that eight million dollars over two years that 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 looks really good to me. Typical uh, Pittsburgh Steelers signing there. Yeah, I think he'll fit in well on that defensive front, though. Don't y'all? Yeah, especially uh, replacing to it and who else did lose? Anyone else on that defensive line? This uh, offseason? As far as uh, Taco Charlton. And oh, that's a beast. Well, well, uh, yeah. They're really gonna fill that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, anyway, yeah. So they um, they uh, brought in some offensive linemen between Okafor, uh, James Daniels, and uh, Mason Cole. 
Um, so, you know, brought in some help for Tech, whoever the quarterback is going to be, um, which at the, at the moment uh, it, could be, it could be Mason Rudolph, it could be Mitchell Trubisky, uh, obviously it could be Kenny Pickett. Right now I'm hearing it'll probably be uh, Trubisky or Rudolph at the start of the year. Well, Trubisky really looked good for the Bills um, in any you know garbage spot time he had last year. Uh, maybe the Bears were holding him back all these years. I mean, he was the number two pick. He had a lot of hype coming out of North Carolina. Um, Did make the playoffs, and they uh, a field goal off the upright, I want to say it was, or barely missed <laughs> against the no. Eagles that year, and they, they got know, bounced. The double doink? The double doink. Oh, uh, yes. I remember that fondly. Bill Davis, a big fan of all, of all things doinks. Uh, but shout out to Bill. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so so what are y'all what are y'all seeing as far as this quarterback battle? Who do you think is going to emerge uh, by midseason as the starter? For you know, obviously there's going to be injuries and everything considered. You know, I think this year was just a really weird year for the quarterbacks, like in the draft. Um, every report I've been seeing, though, is that Pickett has not been playing well. Um, obviously, that double glove, man. Yeah, small hands um, thing. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's going to be Trubisky, man, starting it off. I think, you know, Tomlin's really – his philosophy is he's going to play good defense. They're going to run the ball 300 times with Najee Harris. And he wants a quarterback who ain't going to screw it up. And Trubisky might just screw it up, but, you know – so will the other guys they have on the roster. Um, well, it really just depends on how much they're asking him to do. Because in Chicago, he didn't have any receivers it, close to Deontay Johnson, who's their number one. Uh, they didn't have a running back that was close to Najee Harris. Um, they And the culture is the biggest thing. Let's see what Trubisky can do as a starting quarterback in a one of the best cultures in the NFL, if you ask me. Oh, for sure. The Steelers um, overall... Uh, looking at the entirety, well, let's just say since the merger, are definitely like the most successful NFL franchise with the best winning culture. Uh, you know, in the last 20 years, you'd probably say the Patriots. But yeah, I mean, the Patriots are the new Steelers, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, with that defensive, I mean, the Steelers still have a defensive mentality, but over our lifetimes in the past 20 years, with the Super Bowls especially, I mean, the Steelers won one. The Steelers won two with Roethlisberger yeah, and two. went to a third. Yeah, two. But um, that was a long time ago. We're kind of seeing those two come to an end now, aren't we? I mean, it depends how high you are on the Patriots. Obviously, they have a young quarterback, but um, I don't. I mean, the last quarterback I remember playing consistently for the Pittsburgh Steelers was Charlie Batch. If you remember him. Well, yeah, that's that was that when Ben's hurt or having his yeah, off no, the field he, allegations. And I remember Byron Leftwich stepping in. He did. Oh yeah, Byron Leftwich. Uh, you know he. You know, because Roethlisberger was always roughed up. But, yeah, Leftwich, yeah, cut his teeth out in Pittsburgh, man. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, so, hey, you were, you were mentioning Najee Harris. Uh, do, you, do you think he's going to have a follow-up campaign to that really good rookie season, or will he uh, fall into a sophomore slump? I don't know if I really believe in the sophomore slump too much. I think – as far as the running backs go, he's going to get a lot of touches. I don't know if he'll get as many touches when you're talking about he had over 300 carries, he had a ton of receptions. Um, but then again, who else are they going to play? It's not like they have a guy to really come in and spell him. They didn't uh, you know, draft anybody with high capital, to my knowledge, or a running back at all. I'm looking at it right now. They didn't draft one. Um, so I think you know he's going to be the workhorse again. And at the end of the day, if you're a running back, 
all that matters is opportunities. If you get the ball a lot, you're going to put up a lot of numbers, you know, unless you're just bad, and he's he's good. So do I you, think he's going to put up a lot of numbers. Do you all have any idea who the backup is in Pittsburgh? Is it that same uh, guy? Snow? They lost Kalen Ballage. That was another departure who we was, didn't who's, mention. What's that guy's name that played like a little tight end, a little fullback, a little running back? Oh, uh... Oh, it's he was a great fantasy player like two years ago. Oh, that was Samuels. Yes, Curtis. Uh, or maybe not no, Curtis. Uh, not, Curtis Samuels uh, is the receiver. Maybe Jalen Samuels. Yes, yes. I won a fantasy football league playing him at tight end as a third running back. It was just a Yahoo let it happen. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sure there'd be some people who would uh, criticize me for it, but yeah, rode him to a fucking fo- fantasy football championship. You gotta uh, take advantage of those loopholes in fantasy, man. Oh yeah, and especially last year um, with uh, Taysom Hill, there was a, like a I know ESPN had a week where he was gonna be the starting quarterback, but was still had his tight end designation, and so like you know there were a lot of there was a lot of outcry uh, in the fantasy sports world. Uh, but um, anyway, here uh, I didn't put on the document, but seven and a half is the uh, total for the Steelers the win total. Um, are we taking uh, over or under on that? I'm I, gonna I'm gonna take over just because Tomlin's never had a losing season, or at least hasn't in the last I think 14 or 15 seasons. He's always managed to at least break 500. It's the lowest win total since uh, he's got there, from like what I've seen. Um, we also um, before I give my pick, I think George Pickens, their second round pick, is a really good player. I don't know how much Georgia kid. Yes, the yeah. Georgia guy. He uh, missed most of last season with a um, he's coming off a knee. Um, he played in their uh, like the final few games, but he was a beast the season before that. Uh, he's a hyper athletic big receiver with, you know, go up and get the jump balls fast. I really liked his tape a lot. Um, but apparently he had a bit of character questions, which is why he slid just a tiny bit. But Tomlin will probably get that under control. But anyway, for my pick, seven and a half, man, it depends how good their defense is going to be. I feel like I've been taking under on a lot of these. Uh, picks we've been doing somebody's got to go over so i'm gonna go eight wins for the steelers i'm gonna take the over their defense is gonna be top 10 in the league mitch is just gonna squeak them by a few close games they'll probably have a winning record at home and i think they they get there uh barely i think they'll be in the hunt for the playoffs but i'm not sure they'll quite get in yeah so i also have the over um i think trubisky's gonna have a great year um great if there was a most improved, is there? There isn't. There's a comeback. comeback. Yeah, but he's he's what coming back from sucking. <laughs> coming back from the bench. <laughs> um, yeah. So it, I mean, yeah. I mean, in my eyes, that would qualify for comeback play of the year. But I could see him having uh, a Pro Bowl replacement type of year. You know, uh, one of those guys is still in the playoffs. I don't expect. To, I expect him to get a wild card. But I expect Trubisky to throw thirty touchdowns, three thousand yards. Uh, Deontay Johnson has an All Pro season might hear about him later in the episode and sleepers and keepers um but yeah i got the over yeah uh and just just so everybody knows the the Steelers were nine seven and one last year so you know vegas has them taking a step back but uh yeah uh, i i've taken the over as well at least to emulate last year's you know moderate level of success so, uh, I guess we'll move on now. Uh, who we got next? The uh, Cleveland Brownies. Hell yeah. Um, Been hearing about them all offseason. Oh, yeah. Probably more than anybody else with the uh, Deshaun Watson trade. Um, it sent three first-round picks and a third and two-fourths all, all to uh, Houston, Houston. Uh, in exchange for their franchise quarterback. Probably the 
best and youngest quarterback we've seen move and you know it, it, that i've ever seen move i've never seen an asset it's, like that especially at that age you know yeah what is he in the, uh 25 26 no nah, yeah 27 that, i mean it's, it's in that ballpark he's a little he's close to dak i think he was the year before or after dak so i'd say put him at put him at uh 27 if i had to guess caleb uh, producer Caleb, can you can you uh, look up Deshaun Watson's age for me and flash that phone whenever you got it? Do you think it's more or less than his uh, sexual misconduct allegations? <laughs> it's, it's somehow, well, if it's somehow it, less. Than if that's if just... they keep rolling out, I I, I think it'd probably be, uh, it'd be uh, less. But what is it? Twenty six. Okay, he's a little bit younger than I thought. But yeah, I mean, fuck, getting him getting him on extension too, not even have to worry about it. How about that contract, though? The highest guaranteed dollars in the history of the NFL. Fully, fully guaranteed. guaranteed five-year deal. We've never seen that before. Kirk Cousins kind of broke the mold a few years ago. He signed a three-year fully guaranteed deal. I want to say it was like for a total of just over 100. Maybe it was even in the 80s. This was a few years ago. But to have a five-year fully guaranteed $230 million deal for a guy coming off the off-the-field questions he's coming off, and then you see Kyler turn around and he's getting he gets slightly less guaranteed money. I think even the market was kind of like, whoa. No, yeah. Y'all overstepped a little bit on this one. I don't think any team is gonna match that fully guaranteed money. That that's just a dumbass Cleveland Browns move, if you ask me. Yeah, especially because uh, you know, we don't know what's gonna end up happening uh with his the NFL appealing his six game uh suspension. Uh a lot of people are saying that Roger Goodell will hand out a full year or you know, what have you. Twelve to twelve to a full year is what I'm hearing. Yeah, uh, and so most likely a guy like Jacoby Brissett or Josh Rosen is going to be the starting quarterback. Uh, also, new additions to the team, uh, you know, at least for the first six games, I would imagine, and you know, possibly more. Uh, Jacoby Brissett's a pretty a pretty quality backup uh, player. He's man. one of the top plug and play quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks in the league. I would agree. Um, other big uh, additions: uh, Amari Cooper. They uh, Got a great deal on on getting him from Dallas in exchange for just a fifth-round pick and a sixth-round swap. Uh, Amari Cooper, a lot of people felt like his uh, – at least the Cowboys felt like his uh, contract was maybe uh, too high. But it, As someone who follows them a lot, you know, uh, they really th – he, he could never practice. The guy, the guy could never practice. He was um, – he would miss games every year. And it just seems like a lot of the organizations – Oakland when they were in Oakland and then Dallas both teams who've had Amari Cooper kind of around the four three three to four year of mark of having him they kind of get tired of him and just ship him out so it's kind uh, of a weird thing he seems like a nice cool guy I don't know I, I think it it was different between the Raiders situation and the Cowboys situation I think the Raiders just wanted to get draft picks at the, that point they had a top flight receiver midseason around trade deadline uh, weren't competing didn't want to re-sign him to a the extension that he wanted so hey let's get a first round pick for amari cooper he wasn't he wasn't gruden's kind of guy either no but and then in the cowboys situation it was more hey we have cd lamb here who could potentially be a top five receiver in the league we're paying amari cooper he was the highest paid receiver until i think some of these deals were were signed this offseason making like 25 26 million dollars a year hey let's just let's get off that number we're already paying zeke and amari or zeke and dak uh like 40% of our cap room. Let's let's shed that and get ready to pay some of these younger guys that are coming coming up. 
Yeah, I love the I love the Cowboys talk here on the Cleveland Browns. You're, you're never gonna AFC North. <laughs> <laughs> you're never gonna miss out on it. Um, sure. Some other really uh, good ads. Uh, I thought Chase Vinovich. Um, uh, he was playing for the New England Patriots the last couple years uh, and was traded uh, over to Cleveland. I think he's a a really good defensive lineman. Um, they re-signed Denzel Ward to a five-year, hundred million dollar contract extension. That's you know some big money going to the cornerback, and um, yeah, kept Jadavian Clowney on a one-year deal and was able to uh, uh, lock up David Njoku for four more years. So uh, you know, obviously preparing for the future with Deshaun Watson, even if maybe this year is a bit treading water, waiting for it to happen. Yeah, definitely. I think that's why you see a lot of one-year deals here. Also, and um, they really didn't do much in the draft. They didn't have a first or second round pick, but they did pick up uh, David Bell out of Purdue in the third round, who was a guy who I thought might go a little bit higher until the combine. He went out there, ran a four-seven. You know, that's gonna ding you a bit, especially in today's NFL. Um, but you know, we've seen guys like Jarvis Landry, who's ran about that slow and turned out to be a pretty good player. So I don't think this year is gonna be a David Bell guy, but if you're a fantasy dynasty player, that's someone that you probably want to snag, stash on your bench, um, because he could be valuable going forward. For sure. Um, Yeah. What's that number at, Shay? Over-under. The over-under? Well, I was going to do departures real quick. Oh, shit. My bad. uh, (laughs) I I, I put the departures after the additions. Anyway, uh, basically what I wanted to highlight in the departures was that uh, Case Keenum, Baker Mayfield, and Nick Mullins, all quarterbacks, are gone. Okay, so a completely new quarterback room. Uh, they also lost Rashad Higgins and Jarvis Landry, who you know I think is a very underrated wide receiver, and they lost Austin Hooper. So just replacing a lot on that offense. Um, I also lost Malcolm Smith. He's a good uh, linebacker. Um, I don't really none of the other play, none of the other smaller uh, departures. I think are worth um, Chris Blewett, the best kicker name in in in, in league. Yeah, so the Browns last year were 8-9 and nine and slipped into the playoffs, if I remember correctly. Mm. Or was that two years ago they, they, beat the, they ago. lost to the Chiefs? Yeah, okay, so no, I was wrong. Pittsburgh but, made it last year. Yes, Pittsburgh slipped in. And then we're looking at the Browns' win total. It is set at uh, – oh, no, uh, there's not one out because they don't know. It is Vegas is scared. They're yeah. scared. Tell they, them. They don't Vegas know. is scared of us. They don't know about this situation with Deshaun Watson, so right. they're not let's, willing to put one let's out. Let's just set it at nine and a half, hypothetically. Under. Uh, I'm taking the under as well. All right. Hey, all right. Nine and a half, but and it's state the suspension stays at six games. Still taking the under. I think even once Deshaun Watson comes in, uh, and I do think he's very talented. They won't, uh, you know, it'll take a while to gel. Maybe by week 10, they're hitting their stride. But uh, I think the AFC North, uh, we're going to, you know, finish talking about the other teams in it. I think it's still a very competitive division with the uh, Super Bowl representative from the AFC from last year. Uh, the always it's going always it's going to be tough to play the Pittsburgh Steelers especially for the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens not really taking a step back this season so tough division I'm still taking under nine and a half even if it stays at six yeah same here for all the same reasons 
Yeah, I think the Browns are probably going to be fighting with Pittsburgh for those last two spots in the division. Um, we can go ahead and move on to the next team, though, Shay. Yeah, uh, I guess it's the Cincinnati Bengals, man. Um, like like I said, aforementioned AFC uh, Super Bowl representative, uh, Super Bowl runner-up. Uh, and you could call it a bit of a Cinderella run. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to duplicate success um that kind of success this coming year, but maybe they'll be even better version of themselves with uh, Joe Burrow and, um, you know, having one more year under his belt. A rebuilt O-line. Yeah. No, they brought in uh, Lael Collins. Let's get into it. Alex, Ka- Alex Kappa. Like, uh, you know, Francis Ford Kappa. I don't know. Uh, he's, uh, from, he's from the Bucks, right? Uh, does it say his old team? I think so. Yeah. Well, he got signed to a four-year, $35 billion t- deal. Uh, yeah, I think he was from the Bucks. You're right. I saw that on their their departures. Um, but yeah, so brought in a couple offensive linemen. Also, uh, Ted Karras, uh, another another guy on that line. Um, and then some interesting moves in the secondary. Uh, they re-signed Eli Apple, Trey Flowers, and then they gave Jesse Bates the franchise tag, uh, which. You know, Eli Apple, there was a lot of... Uh, Twitter uh, hates Eli Apple. Exactly. Because exactly. he sucks, dude. It seems like every time you look up, he's just giving up a big player a touchdown, huh? Well, he gets thrown at every... He's he's their Anthony Brown. I wonder... Not to get back into the Cowboys. I but. wonder what uh, teams see in him. Like, you know, the Giants took him with the 10th overall pick back in the day. Obviously, didn't work out for them. And then now he's still starting in the NFL. I mean, obviously, it's a one-year deal. It's not like they're committed to him long-term, but... Yeah, he's hanging on. Gave See, up the game winning touchdown to Cooper Cup too in the <laughs> Super Bowl. Yeah. They uh the Bengals did draft uh Daxton Hill, a safety out of Michigan with their first overall pick. I and, really like him. And then uh Cam Taylor Britt, a cornerback out of Nebraska in the second round. Um later on they got it they snagged another safety. Uh so it looks like Apple is just the insurance to let those guys kind of play into the lineup this year. That's what they have to be thinking. Uh, and Dax Hill, um, I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch him last year, but he's a guy, safety with a lot of speed. He can play in the slot for you. He'll play, he could play nickel for him too. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's kind of the spot we see him early on. So if one of these guys like Trey Flowers um, or whoever else they have lower on the depth chart could could wind up uh, starting on the outside instead of Eli Apple. But I'm sure we'll see him out there getting torched at least a few times on Sundays. Yeah, I uh, question their ability to, um, you know, defend the pass. Uh, you know, it, it, we'll just have to see. Super Bowl hangover? Uh, you know, I, I the, well, I don't think anybody would disagree that getting to the Super Bowl last year was ahead of schedule on the Bengals' rebuild. Um, you know, uh, and I think. Sorry, we'll just cut right here. Just be like, we had dogs barking. We had to cut. Here's some departures. Oh, we had we had some dogs barking. Uh, get back to it. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about who they lost. Uh, C.J. Uzuma, uh, you know, a good young tight end. He was a, he's been there since the beginning. All through all the shit years in Cincinnati. I'm surprised they let him go. He was a big guy in that locker room. The Jets. The Jets paid him pretty decently, from what I can remember. At least for what his value would, his perceived value would be. Yeah, um, I guess you gotta like that if you're the Jets. But uh, they also also lost Riley Reef, uh, Trey Hopkins, um, former and, Longhorn. Yep, at center, and uh, 
and Quentin Spain, who was an offensive guard. So I think a lot of those guys were the issue last year, though. I definitely think Trey Hopkins was. Uh, and then uh, in the secondary, they lost uh, Vernon Hargreaves, uh, Trey Waynes, and Ricardo Allen, who retired. A couple former first-round picks there. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. Uh, that uh, that that secondary, you know, it's just going to be questionable, I think. Uh, hopefully their first couple picks can pan out and shore it up. But um, it, it – you know, I think I think teams will know how to attack them next year. Um, and even you know, a lot of people were saying their O line's a weak point. Lyle Collins right now is still having back issues, and he hasn't been you know participating in a lot of the team activities in uh training camp so far. He's so. also never been really a plus pass uh, rush defender either. Pass blocker. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That'd be pretty sorry. impressive. She tried to get that that thought out. Uh, yeah, but I mean, he's he, always been yeah. thought of more of a run blocker. He's more of a masher for sure. Um. He had a few good years, but are those behind him? We'll see. I don't know. You got the win total, Shay? Yes, right here. Uh, so last year they were 10 and 7. This year their win total is 10. 10. 10. No respect. Yeah, they think they'll probably do exactly as good as they did last year, but I don't think they're, I don't think they're respecting any major additions. You know, I think they're just like, well, uh, you know, 10 wins is a lot in the NFL, and we think they'll emulate last year's success but you know they're not picking them to be the buffalo bills and win 13 14 games even the bills line i think is like 11 and a half they typically don't set lines that high for the win totals uh because injury is the biggest factor in that obviously you lose a key player or two and you know you're that under is hitting um i am gonna take wow let me think about this. This is a tough one because if it was 10 and a half, I'd take the under because I think 10 games again is very reasonable for them. Um, with their division, I think that the Steelers and the Browns are having a down year. Um, I already know that uh, they're probably going to have a good division record, so that makes me want to take uh, take the over there. I think they could break through, hit 11 wins. Um, so, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the over. It's not typically a bet I would make. Um, especially coming off of the Super Bowl uh, loser, or even the winner for that matter. But if I had to take the bet, I would take the over just based on the young quarterback, another year in the system, good young talent around him. And um, so, yeah, I'm going to take the over. Yeah, I'm going to take the under on this one. Uh, I just can't see them emulating the kind of luck they had last year. I mean, I know, I know they have great players in Jamar Chase, uh, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, all all these young guys in the skill positions, uh, but they're they're bottom half of the league in the trenches, if not bottom ten. Uh, that like Shea said, the secondary they overhauled it. They're, a lot of these young guys are going to have to come in and play above expectations for them to have a defense that isn't getting burned like they were by Cooper Cup in the Super Bowl last last year. So under for me. Yeah, and I think it's going to help that they don't they play in a uh, division that doesn't have stellar quarterback play. I know Lamar Jackson's a former MVP, but he's not known for his passing ability. Uh, you know, the Browns, we don't know what the fuck's going to happen, and the Pittsburgh is restarting at hey, quarterback. Hey, remember my prediction? Oh, uh, what was it? Uh, the Ravens going to the Super Bowl? No, no, Mitch Trubisky. Oh, Mitch, Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky. Yeah, you Come thought he was yeah, yeah, 30 touchdowns, 3,000 <laughs> yards. I remember all touchdowns. that. I remember all that shit. Come on now. Uh, it's a hot take. I Very just, hot. Well, I mean, 
Either way, I just don't think it's it's not the it's not the a uh, the AFC West as far as quarterbacks go in a given division. Yes. Um, so I don't know if the uh, you know your strength isn't uh, your secondary. I'm not sure how much it's going to hurt you. I don't know. Can uh, I don't know enough about betting. Can I just bet ten? Like I think ten's a great number for them. And like, well, if their number was, uh, I mean, if there's some sports books, I don't know if they have adjusted odds on win totals, but Maybe. Like I, f- I would say if you could probably find it somewhere. Like I firmly believe that uh that ten wins is the appro- is is the amount of games they're gonna win like, next year. Th- you want to bet that they're gonna win exactly ten games or over under ten games? Uh, exactly ten games, basically. I think that's a great. <laughs> well, you, know, you would like, get some. You would get some great or really high odds on that. Well, I just you know I make some money if you're gonna pull that out of your. Hey, I think it's a well. I think it's a well placed uh over under um. You know? That's what they do over there in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, by not having the half and forcing you to take, you know, either 11 or 9, I, you know. I guess if I had to just guess and give you all an over-under, I'd take the under uh, just because I thought the Bengals really were a Cinderella story last year. I think uh, enough goes wrong or, you know, God forbid Joe Burrow gets hurt again like he did in his rookie campaign uh, or or a guy like Jamar Chase or Joe Mixon goes down, and I think there's a big hole on that offense, and they won't be able to uh, compete in a, what I still imagine is going to be one of the tougher divisions in all of football, uh, even if some of the teams are in, a bit, are in a bit of flux right now. But if you don't have anything to comment on that, I think we can move on to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, We've got their um, key departures. Mike Davis, Patrick Ricard, uh, lost Morgan Moses. I'm sorry, these are guys they added. I'm sorry. (laughs) Mike Davis, Patrick Ricard, great fullback. Morgan Moses on the offensive line. uh, Resigned Calias Campbell. Resigned Justin Houston. Brought in Marcus Williams, safety. um, In the draft. They, I thought they had a fantastic draft, personally. They had a lot of draft picks. Uh, I'm looking now. It looks like um, 11 draft picks uh, with two first-rounders in Kyle Hamilton, safety out of Notre Dame. Bust. And Tyler Lindenbaum, uh, center out of Iowa. One of the Cowboys draft him. Undersized a bit. And, you know, and the- he's hurt. David Ajabo is an interesting one coming off the Achilles in the pro day, which is one of the worst things you want to see happen, you know, to a guy working out in the pro day and blow out his Achilles. Well, like he's that. not he's not going to play this year. Right, but he was a first-round lock guaranteed pick, so he could be someone um, next year who uh, could be a good player for them. They have the defensive depth and the amount of draft picks to take a risk on a guy like that. And also like Travis Jones, he was a guy that I had targeted for Dallas, um, wasn't able to get there to him in the third, but... Yeah, I thought they uh, they had one of the best drafts in the league, uh, at least in my opinion. Yeah, I uh, I concur that I think it's it's up there for sure. I um, I didn't grade the drafts, but that was like that of all the all the analysts were saying they had the best draft, which means they're probably not gonna have a good. One. <laughs> yeah, it's probably probably the worst. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, some key departures uh, lost Devonta Freeman and Latavius Murray at running back. They lost Miles Boykin. Marquise Brown and Sammy Watkins. Uh, keep in mind that uh, Brown was traded to the Cardinals on draft night. Uh, Andre um, Alejandro Villanueva retired. Uh, Bradley Bozeman's gone, their center. Uh, Jimmy Smith, 
uh, Deshaun Elliott, and uh, Sam Coke, their punter, all gone from last year's team. Uh, so that's a I just look at that and see a a lot gone at the wide receiver position. Um, you know who's who's going to step up? Duvernay, that Minnesota kid. What's his name? Could it be Hookem Horns? Uh, Minnesota kid is uh, Bateman. I think he's a good player. I like him. I think du- I think Duvernay could step up and get some touches for him. I don't think he's going to be a guy you want in fantasy at well, all. You don't like, want any of those receivers with Lamar Jackson throwing them the ball. There's a chance that Lamar Hollywood, Jackson throws for 125 yards. Hollywood. 30, Hollywood was games. a top ten uh, receiver. Um, but he was Before touchdown or bust, hurt. man. He yeah. was he was either gonna catch that forty yard touchdown or he wasn't gonna get you like three points. Like I, I fucking I had him in multiple leagues uh and, and suffered well, for wasn't it. Wasn't he like a tenth or like a low round fantasy draft pick? If you get that like late in fantasy draft, you're pretty happy with if you're somebody drafting, like that. Oh yeah. That's that's probably the second receiver you're taking in, in your or fantasy third. draft last year and this year. He's a bit higher. Maybe a bit higher just because I I don't know, because he's the it's weird in Arizona option. this year because he'll be, well, he'll be, no, the, he'll be the He'll be the number one option start from the first six weeks with no DeAndre Hopkins. Exactly what I was going to say. But has he ever really been the guy that's going to get 15 targets a game? Well, he's back with uh, his college quarterback, I know, but is Kyler he, Murray. He's not that kind of – he's not a Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, like big body that can – that can get open that that much. I think he's Kyler's relying gonna, on his speed. Kyler's going to be looking for him. Um, he's not like a he's not somebody you want as your wide receiver one or two. But we're well, talking just fantasy later. Just because anyway. they're buddies doesn't mean like it worked in college. But he but he's been Again, good in the NFL too. Like not last year. Marquise, he's the whole year he had the dropsies. He did well, yeah. But he had a good stati- statistical year though. At least early it, while Lamar was playing, like he was a he was scoring a lot of fantasy points. Yeah, but like you said, it's probably like a three-catch game, 78 yards with a 60-yard touchdown, or it's 15 yards on two catches. I'll take it. Shit, I'll take him <laughs> on the Cowboys. Shit. I wouldn't. He's too small. Can't catch the ball. Yeah. Uh, well, he's gone. He's not even in the division anymore. Well, yeah, I know. on that, I, one more thing on that. I thought it was funny how when he got traded on draft night, he was already at the Arizona Cardinals draft party in Vegas. Well, he, to your Lamar Jackson point, he wanted out. He was the one who wanted out of Baltimore. He, he requested a trade. Well, y'all just keep going. I'll, I'll be back. Um... Well, yeah, uh, so let's get their win totals up. Last year, the Baltimore Ravens were 8-9, and nine, and they finished last in the division. Uh, I guess tie with the Browns record-wise, but I guess, you know, tiebreakers put them last. Uh, that had to be tough uh, for Harbaugh and company. Um, you know, really, since, since the Cleveland Browns moved to Baltimore and became the Baltimore Ravens, it's been a very successful franchise. Um uh, what two Super Bowl uh, championships? One, well, Harbaugh. So the one in the early two thousands wasn't Harbaugh. It was actually Brian Billick who was the head coach uh, in the early two thousands. Then they won uh, with Ray Lewis in twenty twelve with Harbaugh. But two well, in the two thousands era. Yeah, yeah. No, I knew I knew Harbaugh wasn't there for the. Yeah, first but to one. your to your point, Harbaugh is a very good coach. Um, I actually have the Ravens winning the division. Um, Lamar Jackson, and I'm not one who likes to count wins as a quarterback stat. You see a lot of the people in the NFL like, oh, this quarterback is this record in his career. I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, I think the team, it, football is the ultimate team game, and uh, 
you know, the players you have on your team really matter. But that being said, Lamar Jackson has a 76 winning percentage as a starting quarterback. Um, like I said, don't I don't read into that like he is just the ultimate winner who's going to win no matter what team he's on. But he is on the Ravens who, who are going to have a good defense, I believe. Their defense actually was not that good last year. It wasn't up to their typical standard um I think they're going to kind of have a bounce back there I think some of that is a bit you know NFL variability a bit bit I don't want to say luck but it's just how the league goes sometimes um yeah I'm going to pick them to win to the the division so just about whatever over under number you put out I'm, I'm gonna have to take the over with them taking over nine and a half taking over all right um yeah I guess I'll take the under on the Ravens I think uh about a nine and seven years is what's coming. I don't think they're going to have a lot of offensive weapons. I'm not impressed with anything they really have at wide receiver or uh, running back at this point. Um, so I think the lack of skill position players uh, in an offense that really needs to be able to run the ball. I mean, outside of Mark Andrews, obviously, uh, in an offense that really needs to be able to run the ball effectively. And, um, you know, Lamar Jackson, uh, has been productive in the face of all his critics uh, and kept a high level of production. I just, uh, I just don't see it happening. But I do like Mike Davis. I like that uh, addition. He's a he's a pretty good running back in my opinion, and I think Harbaugh can use him well. I got the under. Um, I think this is the year. Lamar still hasn't signed that uh, extension. He's what representing himself now. Uh, I think there's a lot of pressure on him this year to perform, and I really with. Losing the receivers he's lost, but Hollywood sucks. Remember? Yeah, but they didn't get. It's like you can you can lose that production, but who did you bring in to replace it? You're still losing production at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, that, but like that, my point was going to be that he hasn't had any receivers his whole career, but no one wants to go there and play with him because they know he can't throw the ball at all. And he, when it comes down to the end of the season, he's always either hurt or loses the game for his team because he's not. He's not a postseason quarterback. And so, I think the Ravens see that, and that's why they haven't signed him to that extension yet, even though he has won an MVP based off. I mean, he's but the best was, he's ever going to be is Michael Vick. Yeah, well, that, very that, similar players. Also, you know, that was his second year, and a lot of teams didn't really know how to game plan for him yet. Yeah, I think. so every year that goes in, there's more film on him. He's a little bit slower. He's taking a little some more hits. Coming off an injury. Yeah, he poops his pants every other game. So let me ask you all a bit of a hypothetical here. Uh, do y'all, because it pertains to the uh, AFC North, um, who would have fetched more on the trade market, uh, Deshaun Watson or Lamar Jackson? Deshaun Watson. Easy. Yeah. There's, there's a reason the Ravens well, haven't locked him up, and it's, it, it's not money. I think they're going to end up doing it, though. I'd they put, will, because they have no other option. Yeah, well, they're going to end up signing money. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, obviously. But th they're they're not going to let him walk. But if he has a, anywhere below the standard that he's set for himself this season, I could see them trading him, potentially. I uh, I, I think he's going to if, – if he is healthy, I think he's going to live up to his own standard, though, just because of the dynamic player that he is. And, you know, everyone says he can't throw or whatever, and it's a bit of hyperbole, obviously. Um, but if you just look at his career, like the guy wins the games at the end of the day, like week two against the Chiefs last year, bet on that game, and he got it done. But for he's me. working against and himself I cashed, half the but time. But I cashed out 
at on that uh, Monday night game. So the one you know. that he like fumbled on one yard line. No, the, remember that game last year where he was. I'm talking up. about week two against the Chiefs when they came back in like the fourth quarter with like two drives and uh, kicked a field goal and won, and I won some money. It was pretty <laughs> lit. Well, I wish I could be there for the. For, for, could have been there for that, Corey. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like I said, a lot of close games that. Really, it shouldn't be a close game, and he's putting his team in positions to where they're needing to make a defensive stop or they're having to go 75 yards down the field in two minutes and score a touchdown to win the game, which he's so, making it happen. So safe to say you're you're not a Lamar Jackson truther. I used, to to, I used to like him, and I I just need them to win in the playoffs. You know, I think it's a fair take. Don't get me wrong. I just I'm think, not saying he's a bad quarterback. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. saying he's not, he's not going to win you a Super Bowl. Or yeah, I think, maybe not even get you I to think a college that, I think that's fair. Not yeah. unless he's around a really good team. Like a like a defense that Joe Flacco had. Yeah. Yeah, just a yeah. Like a ridiculous defense. And and maybe and like if they had traded for Devontae Adams, I could see that them becoming a Super Bowl contender, but I don't see him as that at this point. Yeah. Well, uh uh I guess we do we all give our over unders? Yep. Yeah, it was the only yep. one on the over, I believe. Is that it for uh, the old division breakdown and gridiron gossip? Go I think so, unless y'all have anything else from the uh, NFL. We need to Anything happen today? Oh, I feel like something happened that I'm forgetting about. Hard Knock starts tonight. Right. Lions, Dan Campbell. D- oh, you know DC, baby. You know what we didn't mention? Kareem Hunt I requested a trade. And oh, they Ro- Roquan it. Smith requested a trade today from the Bears. Yeah, but they don't value him, apparently. Yeah, off-ball linebacker kind of thing. Yeah, I think Hunt is going to – I mean, if he gets traded, it's going to be for pennies. They said they're not trading him there. Yeah, like, I know, doubt they'll trade like, him. Suit back up, get your ass out there. He, practice. Is, he does have a – you know, he has a – he's probably the highest-paid backup running back in the league already. So he's probably the best backup running back in the yeah, league. Yeah, I would agree well, with that as well. He would start for a majority of teams. Exactly. The only reason he's in a situation – uh, that he's in is because of his uh, domestic violence um, and getting run out of the Kansas City. Uh, you know, both he and Tyree Kill both had pending domestic violence charges in pretty much the same season, and it was just too much, and they had to cut Kareem Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't cutting Tyreek, though. Oh, no, yeah, they just eventually <laughs> traded him. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's about it for me. Um and this this segment of Gridiron Gossip, unless y'all got anything else. Nah, that's it for me. Good for me. All right, well, we'll be right back with Diamonds and Wood. Where we're talking uh, Major League Baseball, uh, divisional races, and wild car races. We're back with Diamonds and Wood. We'll be talking American League and National League divisional races as well as wild card. Uh, before we start, I think we should probably update y'all on the new format baseball is going with this season uh, with the three wild cards. Corey, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so at least from my understanding is they added a wild card slot this year. Um, Shay, correct me if I'm wrong here, but it, the um, – the the first two seeds, so the um highest uh, the highest two division winners um in terms of record are going to be getting a bye, 
while the three seed is going to play the six seed in a best of three series, and then the four and five seeds will play in a best of three series, then moving on to face the two teams who have a bye. So added a wild card spot um, to this year's playoffs, which, you know, makes things more interesting. Um, added a whole fucking round of the playoffs is what it seems like to me. Yeah. yeah half the fucking teams are in the playoffs. What do y'all now? think what do y'all think went behind that s- decision there? You know, just trying to spice it up, you know, to that younger audience, maybe get some more games yeah, out there. Yeah, man. I mean, same thing as same thing basketball's going with the play in tournament. They're just trying to it's really just about money. I mean, that's that extra game or those extra games are just more money for the the league and the T V providers, so and those will be must-watch TV. I mean, best of three series, every game matters so much more than in a best of seven. True. Man, like, imagine being the Minnesota Twins right now who are slotted in and they're leading the uh, AL Central right now. You go face, what, as it stands now, the Seattle Mariners, who are a pretty good team. And um, if the Mariners are in the sixth seed, they typically wouldn't be in the playoffs. And now you're playing a best of three against them, where if they take game one from you, you might be going to Seattle to play for your playoff life after winning a division. You know, that's pretty tough. Uh, I don't know. What do you think about that? Uh, it's it's better than the, the, the three-game series they used to play with the one wild card they got in, because that's what it used to be, right? It was a one-game series between, I think, the, the two so wild cards. The, yeah, I'm saying the winner of that game would go to the – the highest seed, and that would be a three-game series, right? Or is that a five? No, that would have been a five. five. Okay. Yeah. And that's when basically it, the second round of the playoffs is still a five. It's just they basically it, worked in a uh, – they've expanded the one-game playoff into a, uh, I guess, in the all of baseball, an eight-team total, uh, you know, three-game series between the twos of, twos of each of them. Okay. And the, and the, the championship series are s- still seven games? Correct. Yes. Okay. Is there any change to the, like, home away – like which games are home and which not, games are away? Not from what I'm aware of um, and the two w- big Because when they changed finals. that in the NBA, that was a, a big change. Because remember how the finals used to be? It was It was like 3-2-1-1. One, one. It was 2-3-2, two, two, I think. Yeah, something like and that. And then now it's 2-2-1-1-1. Two, two, one, one, one. Yeah. And it used to be just the finals were like that, I'm pretty sure. But I remember the Mavs, I like the Mavs got fucked one year with that. Yeah, I, won, I like the version now, personally. No, it makes it fair. But let's get back to the MLB. Um, I think the reason why I'm thinking about the NBA so much is, like I said, it's kind of an NBA move, an inclusive move, a new age move to get as many teams in there. Don't really care about the the, the product. The actual products in the field, I think, will be worse because they're letting worse teams in. None of these low wildcard teams are going to win the World Series, right? Oh, you're totally wrong. I mean, you think I, so? Yeah, Seattle it's, this year right now is is the, their biggest problem is they're just in the division, you know, with the Astros. So um, you're telling me Seattle could get past no, New but, York or the no, Astros? No, but they are better than, for example, the Twins, who are right now leading the Central. So they could. I mean, give the them, cin- yeah, the they Central's give, the worst could, division can, in baseball, right? But right, but they could still knock them off in the first round, thus not making. Thus, I guess. They would have a chance, you Dude, know, you based ca- on that. No, you they would have a chance. I'm saying they have a chance to win the World Series. You catch the Yankees in a five-game series in that second round. Now, I mean, yeah, totally, you could upset them, especially you, going coast to coast. Okay, you could make, yeah, maybe one round you win a five-game series, but then you have to go and play Houston, or it would probably be Houston if New York gets knocked off, and then you have to beat them in a seven-game series, and then you have to either probably beat the Dodgers. In, in the World Series in a seven-game series. That's so you, not going to so happen. So you just don't let them in because it's too hard or what? 
No, because it's just bullshit. It's just extra games, extra wasted. And these teams are wasting their their aces on these bullshit wildcard games, and they're, these other pitchers on for these teams that are getting buys are, are getting extra rest. That's huge in the playoffs. It definitely really handicaps that lowest division winner, which I don't like. Yeah, no, I... But yeah, so who who's in who's in position right now in the AL? You said it's the Mariners and who else? Yeah, so right now we got the standings pulled up. <clears throat> Obviously, the Yankees number one seed in the AL, followed by the Houston Astros, Minnesota Twins leading the AL Central. Right now in the four seed, you got Toronto sitting at sixty wins behind them. Um, cl- a close. Uh, two-team race with Tampa Bay, Seattle, and you can throw Baltimore in there and Cleveland, really. That's my team. To, they are to all really still fighting for that spot. Um, even even Chicago's not that many games out. You can't count out Boston either with 54 wins. Uh, I mean, that's five back with 60 to play. Sh- sh- Chris Sale got shut down today. Did you see that kind of bicycle accident? I didn't know it was a bicycle accident. I saw that it was an injury. Uh-huh. Whoa, 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 what happened? Chris Sale shut down for the year. He, like, fell off his bike. Oh, the guy cannot man. stay on the on, on the field. I mean, I, he went down to the minors earlier, got shelled a bit, and earlier in this year was just destroying the yeah, dugout. Yeah, that's all that. He destroyed that TV <laughs> going back back into the he locker buy, room. He can buy several more of those, though. So, but, Well, uh, yeah. Um, do you see any of those teams kind of on the outside looking in, making a push like the Orioles or the uh, – uh, Cleveland yeah. Guardians. Go ahead with the Orioles yeah, real quick. Yeah, so, I mean, the Orioles are a young squad. I don't think this is the year that we're really going to make noise if they do make the playoffs. But things are trending up. I, I would say even they're even hotter than the Mariners right now in the second half of the season after the All-Star break. Uh, Adley Rush, how do you say his name? Rutschman. Rutschman. Rushman. He's been coming on. He's a very good young player. Oh, yeah. They, even after trading Mancini, uh, I think – Allowing, I mean, he was DHing for them, but Ryan Mountcastle, their first baseman, has been hot recently. Uh, some pitchers probably coming up out of the minors. I, Grayson Rodriguez, he's a he's a top prospect that might be getting some more time here in the latter part of the season. And also the Yankees, I mean, they're they're still they they're still a seventy win ball club right now, but they are sliding and being in that division. I think with Boston, I know you said Boston still has a chance, but I think they're kind of sending it in for the year so i could see them picking up some some easier wins in that division than people would think yeah um i think baltimore um they're certainly ahead of where they expected and i think oh yeah i think the way they acted at the trade deadline kind of showed that they're like all right we know we're having a good season but let's stick to our plan here you know we're going young and then they moved on well, from uh, Mancini g- and Jorge Lopez. Mancini a chance to go win somewhere. Is, I think that's the nicest thing they could have done for He's one of him. the good guys in uh, Major League Baseball. Pretty much beloved, you know, by anyone who's, um, you know, had anything to do with them. Also, they let go Jorge Lopez, who's a good relief pitcher. But Tampa Bay is an interesting team that I think could fall. They have a very good pitching staff, as they have over the past few years. But sometimes the bats just aren't there. And if you've got a team like Cleveland – with you know they got Jose Ramirez and they got some good bats over there, or even Baltimore man like or even Boston like all these Dude, teams are so you really close. Like, you're really on the Boston, aren't you? Look, the, the fucking all these teams are so American close together. American League East could fucking sweep that three game wild card. Right. right? Uh, the, all those teams are within five games of it. Uh, the Yankees are obviously way ahead, probably going to win the division. But right now, it stands Tampa and Toronto in that division. And then, yeah, you've got Baltimore. Like, it's almost, like, right 
right there where I'm saying it's going to be. And even if Baltimore can't get it done or one or uh, Toronto or Tampa Bay falls out, you got Boston waiting in the wings. Uh, they, the AL East seems like the best division in baseball, if you're asking me. Yeah, that or the, the NL West. Yeah. Um, so speaking of that, what do you all think? Do you think the Padres have any chance to, you know, I mean, they're 10 games back on the Dodgers right now. Just getting, they got yeah. swept this weekend. Uh, added Juan Soto. They have still have one of the most dangerous. Josh Bell as well. Yeah, Josh dangerous Hader. lineups in baseball. But do you think they'll be able to put it together and give the Dodgers a run for their money? I don't know. Um, you know, they're very far back from the Dodgers. I think they're definitely a lock for the uh, playoffs, at least in the wild card spot. You know, when all that no one added more talent than they did when you talk about Soto, Josh Bell, arguably the best lefty uh, arm, bullpen arm in the league, and uh, Hater c- coming from Milwaukee. And when you look at the closest team behind San Diego right now, fighting um, for that sixth seed is Milwaukee. Um, you know, I think just San Diego is just much more firepower than they do. And then right now sitting in the fifth seed is Philadelphia. They have some firepower as well when you talk about Castellanos and Harper and them boys. So I, I could see the way the wild card is in the um, NL. I could see it staying chalk um, through the rest of the way through, obviously barring injury and things like that. Whereas I think the AL wild card positions are far more up for grabs. Yeah, because, I mean, outside of uh, Milwaukee competing – San Francisco is significantly, you know, they're looking I, like th- six games I back. I think they're mailing in for the year as well. And, uh, yeah, so I think things are a lot more set in the NL and in the AL, uh, which will provide a much more interesting race coming down the stretch. But uh, anything can happen, man. Uh, uh, I learned about this expanded playoff today. Uh, you know, I kind of feel embarrassed admitting that. but uh, It's kind of – the MLB has been putting a lot of stuff in just kind of – under the radar. And, now. you know, like, I, I have a bone to pick with whoever is reporting or covering the MLB these days. Like, why can't I go and find what the damn playoff format well, is? I had to search through, like, the dark web damn near dude, to figure the, that shit out. They're the only major sport in America that doesn't allow anyone to post highlights on social media. Yeah, because they're still living the uh, the dark ages, basically. Um, you know, Adam Silver was asked about that for the NBA um, in some I don't know where he was at. It was some just innocuous place, and um, some reporters were around him. It was like at a camp or something, some type of youth thing. And they asked him, like, "What do you think about people using highlights for the MLB or for the NBA uh, on social media?" He's like, "It's just good advertisement. Free, free advertisement. advertisement. Yeah, exactly. That's MLB should take a page out of their book. A bunch but of penny anyway, pictures over there. We digress. Yeah, but uh, y'all got anything else? I mean, shade. I do. Um, what do y'all think? How good are the Dodgers? Are they as good as the um? Top teams in the AL, um, you know, are they as good as their record says? They have the most wins in baseball right now. Yeah. What do y'all think? Yeah, they're they're better than the Yankees right now, if you ask me. They just came off a. Everyone expected that series with San Diego to, you know, be close. They've won eight in a row. Yeah, and they whooped San Diego's ass, who just traded all for all those guys you just mentioned. I mean, I'm sure they're still trying to fit in and find their spot, but the Dodgers are definitely the team to beat in the NL. And they have been, really, the last five or six years. I know they broke through and won the World Series in 2020, which wasn't a real World Series, in my opinion. But uh, And then you know, the other time they made it, the Astros beat them. Uh, but uh, I, I like them. They've, they seem like they really do well and excel in the regular season. Um, and they always seem to have like a new pitcher who's a Cy Young candidate every year. Like, no, they have, a gr- they have a great farm system. That's that's the reason they're they're able to make these tr- midseason trades. I know they didn't really 
they I mean they added Joey Gallo at the at the deadline, but they didn't make any groundbreaking acquisitions. But it, they they have been able to in the past because they have such a good scouting department in that farm system. It's able to produce such top top flight prospects. They also have the second highest payroll in American sports history behind the Warriors this year, I believe. And international prospects wanting to come play uh, in L.A. For yeah, the that's probably what the second most recognizable team in the league on the Yankees. Uh, yeah, uh, them and uh, the Red Sox of recent. Yeah, yeah, because okay. they've been good. Um, but yeah, Dodgers are definitely one of the uh, the big boys of Major League Baseball. And uh, do y'all just you know getting off maybe divisional races? Do y'all think it's a good thing for the maybe the biggest teams in the sport? I mean, I'm looking right now. We've got the Dodgers, the Mets, and the Cardinals all leading their divisions. Those are all you know blue bloods. The Mets, you know, play in New York, uh, and then you know uh, the Yankees, uh, the Astros who've been great um, going forward and you know the Minnesota Twins aren't exactly in that category but I think it's good for baseball that all the big market teams are doing so well this year yeah I mean that's that's the if you're but Bud Selig's still the commissioner of MLB right uh it's not if you're Rob the, Manfred it, yeah Rob Man. if you're the commissioner you're, you're looking at that and that's the best case scenario for, I mean money wise that's that's the driver and the MLB is if the Yankees are good, if the Red Sox are good, and the Dodgers are good, they're going to be happy. Yeah, I agree. I think it's uh, good for the sport, and will uh, hopefully result in a very entertaining postseason. Or All right. Well, I think that's going to be it for diamonds and wood. What do we got next? I think we're going to get into the forty-acre dash, uh, talking Longhorn defensive backs. <laughs> Man, oh man, what a wild weekend at Michigan International Speedway. We finally got to see Kevin Harvick break through. I'm Cody Allen with the fastest lap, and thanks for tuning in to the Lone Star Lowdown. Man, not everybody can be a winner. We see Tyler Reddick finish 29th after finally running out of luck, after putting together a very impressive two-win stretch over the last several races. Moving forward, we have Richmond Motor Speedway, where we will see some beautiful short track racing. We got a three-quarter mile paved track. We expect to see a lot of lead changes. Last year, we saw Alex Bo Bowman break through victory lane and get the dub for Hendrick, Motorspo Hendrick Motorsports. This year, expect to see a lot of competition coming out of the Gibbs field. They've had a very tough stretch. Last year, Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex Jr. both ran strong. And, and, and of course, never count out Kyle Busch. He is eager to get a win and prove himself very important to the Gibbs franchise and never count out Christopher Bell, very strong team. Um, in all, don't count out the usual suspects. Ross Chastain will be up there at the front as well as Joey Logano. It should be a great race. Tune in this weekend. And don't forget, we have the Federated Auto Parts 400 Richmond Raceway this weekend at 2 p.m. Sunday. And th once again, I'm Cody Allen with the fastest lap. And thanks for tuning in to the Lone Star Lowdown.
right, it's the 40-acre dash, little longhorn talk. We're talking DBs this week, so let's just get right into it. Starting at corner, J- Deshaun Jamison coming back, the speedster. Uh, he's had some up and downs in his career with the horns, but I think uh, this extra last year, he'll get to prove himself uh, to be the uh, NFL prospect that many people have expected him to be go- coming into the last few years. Uh, another veteran in the in the uh, secondary is uh, he's playing safety this year. Anthony Cook, he was really a standout last year. Uh, he, Highly recruited guy. Yeah, five-star. Uh, he played corner early in his career. was kind of disappointing, honestly, don't you all think? Yeah, I mean, it certainly – I mean, I think he was a five-star. Five yeah, I think he, he's he from was Florida. Way, he was way up there. You know, I was super excited when he committed. I think he might just lack, you know, that elite speed and twitchiness on the outside. That's why I think safety or they kind of have, have what, like a nickel? What, what's what's uh, our BS on here? What What is that? This is strong safety? Uh, I believe so. Some sort of uh, yeah, or like a, a what do they call it? And uh, just kind of like a nickel nickel safety. I don't know. He's yeah. going to be on the field most of the time. But uh, free safety, Jaron Thompson, another highly. Re- I mean, these DBs, these are all four and five star guys. Uh, beyond My- Michael Mookie Taff, who I'm not, I'm not seeing on this depth chart you posted here. You know, the one I looked at, he was he was a uh, second behind Jaron Thompson here, and they were kind of co ones and twos uh but this has friend J- of the show by the way yeah yeah uh guest former guest we're looking to have him on uh a little, when we get close to the season work we're getting there we're 27 days out uh jd coffee though sophomore backing up jaron thompson uh maurice blackwell jr it's just some guys we've seen on special teams uh kind of working themselves into the group over the past few years uh but what's interesting to me is the uh opposite corner of deshaun jameson ryan watts transfer from ohio state Another five-star guy. I think he was from Little Elm uh, out of high school, so he is a Texas guy coming home. Uh, he started uh, 20-plus games for the Buckeyes over the last two years. Do you all expect him to be a difference maker in this uh, secondary? Most definitely, man. Um, you know, there's been a lot of underperforming from the Texas secondary, uh, despite high grades coming out of high school. Um you know, I don't necessarily think next year. I'm not. I'm not necessarily scared of the passing attacks in the Big Twelve. I don't think there's a lot of elite quarterbacks. No, this is this is the year that that things are changing in the Big Twelve offensively. I think. But continue. Oh yeah, I just think that uh, last year uh, Texas really struggled against the run, uh, giving up 200 yards plus, and I think it was seven, maybe eight games i have to double check that but um ultimately we're gonna see if this quick quickowski system works i think he's got a lot of talent i like the ryan watts kid coming from ohio state uh, i like Deshaun jameson coming back uh you know he's really the one of the big names on that defense uh we're gonna need him to step up and be you know uh seen you know really have that senior leadership uh that we're looking for from him i uh, you know, but these ki- these young freshmen behind him, Jalen Gilbo and, and Terrence about, Brooks. Can I talk about Jalen Gilbo from yeah, Port go, Arthur, Texas? Yeah, go I got to see this guy play in high school. Uh, he was he was a good player, man. Super athletic. Um, I'm not sure if he has you know the size, that, but then again, like you look at someone like Jameson, who's not the biggest guy either. Um, I don't know if I'm really care about size at the cornerback position as I used to in terms of just like longer guys. I think you're seeing guys more of the 
Denzel Ward build kind of being great at the next level. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely excited for him. I'm not sure. I think he's going to be used sparingly this year, if at all. Hopefully get, some, get him out there on special teams a bit um, to get him some experience on the field. But, yeah, I mean, this Texas defense has not been good. What do you guys think about old Pete K? Um, you know, his system is definitely unique. Um, there's a lot of talk about – I know we're doing secondary here, but – a lot of these big-time edge rushers maybe not want to come to Texas because they're going to be asked to drop in coverage a lot. So just what do you think about, you know, his defense as a whole? Like, do you think he's a good defensive coordinator, and will he be successful over here? Well, he need, he, he requires those freakish um, athletes on, on the outside boundaries and on the edges, like you were saying, for this defense to work. That's what – when he was at Washington, he – multiple uh, NFL guys coming out of that defense, and – the, the big thing was they were freaks athletically. I mean, a lot of those guys were projects coming into college, maybe even projects going to the NFL, but he was able to access or unlock that that talent that was that's just there based off of them being fucking and huge and fast. A lot of good secondary players, highly drafted secondary yeah. players in the NFL when you talk about this year, two in the first two rounds, and uh, McDuffie and Kyler Gordon to the Chicago Bears. No, yeah, there's a ton of guys in the league. Uh, I don't know if all of them are. I don't know how long had Pete Krakowski been at Washington. Oh, he'd been there for uh, quite Sid- some time. Sidney Jones was probably a PK guy, a former high pick by the Eagles. Byron Murphy. Byron Murphy's great player, very yeah. good player, probably the best one. Uh, who's that guy that uh, Marcus Peters? Did Marcus he? Pe- did he go to Washington? That, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, that was a good pool, but I don't know. Was Pete K there? He must have been if he's been there for a while. I know he was Cody seeing there for a while, and that was kind of the thing coming in. I'm not sure. I don't think he called plays at Washington. Um, Is Peters even in the league anymore? I mean, he. I feel like he's bound. He bounces back and forth on the Ravens, like <laughs> halfway through every season, he gets traded back to the Ravens. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, back to the really and another guy. At safety, uh, that played corner earlier in his career is Katon Crawford, who really hasn't done much. A kid out of Georgia, another high-rated recruit. I, I just really expect some of these guys to make a jump this year if this defense is going to make any any is going to progress at all. Outside oh, oh out, hold on, sorry. A, a guy that a, a guy that I've been hearing from, uh, you know, everyone at the Horn, Rod Babers really likes him. Uh, Jade Barron. He's made some big leaps in this offseason. He's uh, he's starting at the star position, which I'm not. Uh, I think that's one of the, that's kind of like the the. I think that's the nickel position in I the offense. So. The ro- the the roaming safety. I think so too. Um, but yeah, they they like him over at the horn. No, yeah, he's. Um, I mean, I haven't watched the film on him, but last year I think he was one of the highest, highly graded DBs on out of all these guys that were on the roster um, that qualified snap wise. Um, I don't think it was that good of a rating, but it was better than Deshaun Jameson and Anthony Cook and all these guys that were perceived to be the leaders of the group. Yeah, because they got talked about or had the. Uh, the rating coming out of high school. Yeah, um, you know, kind of the same thing with the defensive line and the linebacker core. Um, lots of experience, uh, lots of seniors, transfers, jun- you know, juniors. Not a lot of sophomores and freshmen going to get much Tav. time here. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I'd love to see him get on the field. I'm not um, 
I I have no idea where it stands in camp right now. He's a two right now. But um, I'd love to see him get him, get some playing time. I obviously watched him play in high school. I think he's a he's a great athlete all over the field. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, just I think overall, now that we've kind of gone through the entire defense, um, yeah, hopefully we can keep Kwiatkowski for at least one more year to where I think. He'll really start to get his athletes in, and yeah, you know, this through was, the transfer portal. This was the first full cycle he's he's gotten to recruit his guys. Yeah. yeah, and go ahead. I just think a lot of the problems that Texas has made, a lot of the mistakes they've made, is moving on from some guys too fast. Like before they can kind of get get their guys. Well, in Anthony the Anthony Cook was one of those guys who two years ago people thought he was going to transfer, and now he's he's a leader in this group. If you ask me, I mean, Deshaun Jameson, he might be the best player. But I don't know if he's the the raw raw leader of the group. I, 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 Is he a fifth year senior at this point? Yeah, I think he's he's using that COVID year. Yeah, and um, we're gonna you know this season and maybe next season we'll still continue to see that COVID year eligibility, keeping a lot of significantly older players in college football. Uh, but eventually that's gonna start phasing out, and we're just gonna have you know traditional juniors and seniors and uh but the maybe, transfers won't stop may, yeah exactly maybe your you know your red shirts you, you don't just don't really see a lot of red shirt seniors anymore outside of covid year guys you just don't see that yeah. most of the time those guys you know they didn't really have the opportunity to go to the nfl exactly they're you know lifers on in college sports which nowadays that's not a bad deal with nil you can still make a lot of money go have a successful career but uh, either way, uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that as the changing dynamics of college football and the uh, you know age of the athlete um, progresses through the next couple of years as the COVID year works its way out. Well, y'all ready to get to sleepers and keepers? I am, if y'all are. Yeah, let's do it. All right, Shay, lead us in. All right, sleepers and keepers. Where we talk uh, fantasy football, we give y'all some... Uh, keeper picks, some guys we think are going to do great this year, and then a couple of sleepers, dudes we think will do well, but you could maybe get them at a bargain in your drafts, and that might be you know falling on those draft boards, but they shouldn't be. Uh, I'm gonna we each uh, recorded two, uh, both both a sleep both two sleepers and two keepers for each person here today, so we're gonna kind of bust through it. But uh, my first keeper is Deontay Johnson. Uh, we talked about earlier, uh, it's a new quarterback situation in Pittsburgh. I don't think that really matters because the room has been cleared. There's no Juju Smith-Schuster, and he wasn't there last year. And we saw Deontay Johnson have the lion's share of the targets. Um, you know, he really got the ball thrown his way all the time. Uh, I think he's going to have another great season uh, with – you know, just continuing to be the only elite wide receiver in that offense. No matter who's throwing him the ball, I think when they aren't handing it to Najee Harris, they're going to be looking to Deontay Johnson over the middle and down the field and especially in the red zone. Um, and my first keeper, I'm sorry, my first sleeper is going to be Alan Lazard. Uh, I saw the other day he had a 201 odds to lead the NFL in receiving yards, and I think that's a great take because I think that Aaron Rodgers could make him into a star, uh, you know, especially after the uh, comments between uh, him and Devontae Adams about future Hall of Famers. I think Aaron Rodgers is the kind of guy who could just be like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to make Alan Lazard the best receiver in the NFL. Yeah, I like that. And, uh, you know, uh, Rodgers is the kind of quarterback – 
you know, much like a Peyton Manning who can just make uh, make something out of nothing. And I think Alan Lazard is going to definitely be the number one receiver in Green Bay, an offense that's going to score a lot of points no matter what. And was there's a, a big hole left by the exit of Devontae Adams. What, was that a slide at Brandon Stokely with that Manning comment? Oh, I just Brandon mean. Brandon Stokely? I just, I'm just talking about everybody. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know. Stokely down the sidelines? <laughs> yeah, that was, that's what I was going for. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll continue. Uh, do you want me to bust all the way through it, or do you all want to do half of y'all's, and then we come back to me? You just go all the way through. We'll all right, all right. My second keeper, Michael Pittman Jr. He had a great year last year. Love this um, one. He wasn't in the elite level of uh, receiving production, but he was right there, uh, I think, in that second or third tier of guys scoring about 200, 200 points in PPR. Um, I think with the addition of Matt Ryan, I like him way more than Carson Wentz. I think Michael Pittman Jr., who's already established himself as the best receiver, he's young out of USC. Uh, if you don't know who he is, it's just because they don't play a lot of Colts games on TV. Matt Ryan's going to find him. Uh, he could have Julio Jones-type production uh, in this coming year, in my opinion. And I think you can get him lower than a lot of the other sexier names uh, on draft boards. And my last sleeper is going to be Devin DuVernay, uh, aforementioned earlier in Gridiron Gossip. He, uh, Him and Rashad Bateman are kind of the only receivers outside of Mark Andrews left in that Ravens offense. Uh, and I think Devin DuVernay, uh, he only had 33 catches last year. I think that total is could possibly double. He's a, uh, you know, he was great at Texas. He's great over the middle. I think uh, they'll be forced to throw him the ball. And really what made me put him as my sleeper too is in leagues where return yards uh, factor into your scoring. Well, he was one of five guys with a thousand return yards last season. And so that's just points right there every game, no matter what, because he's going to be back there receiving punts and kickoffs and, um, you know, always the possibility to take it to the house. All right, I like it. Let's get into my picks. Uh, for my first wide receiver keeper, I got Devontae Adams, man. I, I feel like him leaving Green Bay, it's not going to be that much of a drop off, drop off, especially with the college connection uh, getting back together with Derek Carr. Uh, they played together at Fresno State. Uh, he'll definitely be the number one target in this offense that does have other options um, with Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. But I expect him to get anywhere from 15 to 17 targets a game. Uh, he had a great year last year. Uh, I mean, this is kind of me copping out with this guy because he is one of the best receivers in the game. It is about keepers, though, you know. I know, I know. You're supposed to pick the good guys. Uh, but my first sleeper is Allen Robinson. Uh, he's had a, a down past few years. with. He the... killed a lot of people last year, oh, including yeah. me. But uh, I'm with you. I don't think it was yeah, his I, fault. It's definitely a, a Bears issue. Um, it's the same kind of thing. Who were we talking about earlier? Oh, we we're talking about Mitchell Trubisky, my my hot take, my comeback player of the year. Uh, this is another guy who I could see who's leaving a shitty, shitty, shitty organization uh, and going to the reigning Super Bowl champions. And if Stafford, I I did pick this before I heard about Stafford's UCL injury. Uh, and if that is serious, this this pick could take a hit. But if you can get him in the six to eight round i feel like you would be getting really really good value for alan robinson for my second wide receiver keeper pick i got tyree kill uh he was traded to the miami dolphins this offseason for a load of picks uh he's got two uh at quarterback perfect yeah thanks 
the lefty, the lefty who uh, can't throw the ball more than 30 yards down the field. But I think if you are in a PPR league this year, there will not be much drop off, if any, because Tyreek Hill is the bona fide number one option in that offense. I think we'll get a lot of catches um, on drag routes, you know, slant routes, a lot of stuff underneath. That's where Tua is comfortable. Uh, so, yeah. Another guy that's just been top of the board as well as Devonta Adams the past few years. So another cop out from me. But my second sleeper is Amari Cooper. A lot of guy, a lot of people are down on this guy after his trade to the Cleveland Browns this offseason. Uh, sorry, this who just who's guy got on hurt? his guy on the Braves just pulled yeah, his hand. No, yeah, we we now got some TVs in the studio, so I'm a, I'm a little distracted by this this Braves injury here. But back to it, Amari Cooper, a guy that. You might, as well as Allen Robinson, I think he'll go a little bit higher in drafts, but fourth, fifth round for Amari Cooper, if you can get him there, he's going to be the number one receiver in Cleveland. I, I don't really think it matters that much if Deshaun Watson is out. I, I feel like he will still be getting the majority of the targets. Same thing with the kind of guy who's going to get a lot of those underneath routes, a lot of those quick uh, passes that can, if you are in a PPR league, make a huge difference uh, week to week. So, yeah, that's my picks. All right, um, my number one keeper. A lot of, when I am drafting early in fantasy drafts, I try not to look at situation too much. I think a lot of people kind of overlook a situation when you're talking about the absolute best players in the league. Um, give me the guys who are just great football players, and Debo Samuel is one of them. And the reason why I really like this guy, not only last year did he put up. 1400 receiving yards but also your guaranteed goal line carries basically your guaranteed touchdown opportunities through the air and your guaranteed rushing opportunities and now that he's paid that makes me even more confident in it because before there was kind of things like he doesn't want to be paid by like a running back he might not want to be used like a running back but that's all gone he signed the deal the money he signed his guaranteed you know his guaranteed money is coming to his account so he's going to be willing to do whatever Kyle Shanahan wants to do with him and he is the best weapon on that team, in my opinion. Um, yeah, so man, he had 60 rushing attempts last season, which was three times more than any other wide receiver, uh, which, I mean, that's just unheard of production. You hear you're, getting, people, you're getting like two for one with him. Yeah, you hear people being like, oh, are they trying to use this guy like Debo Samuel? But nobody is, is used anywhere near the amount in the running game like Debo Samuel yeah. is. 59 attempts. 6.1 yards per carry, eight touchdowns. That's a large enough sample size to where that amount of yards per carry like shows you how good he is toting the rock. So he's my keeper. Um, you're guaranteed opportunities through the air and through the ground. You're not going to find another player sort of like him. Moving down to the sleeper, this one I find is very interesting. He's a guy that um, I'm targeting in a lot of, especially um, you know PPR leagues, is Juju Smith-Schuster. And I know for some people, a lot of people don't like Juju, whether it's the TikTok dances and all this kind of thing. Um, and I was with you, you know, the last few years I have been far away from him in fantasy drafts. But now you're pairing him up with Pat Mahomes. They're losing Tyreek Hill. He's the best receiver on that team, certainly in my opinion. I know a lot of people talk about Valdez Scantling. But when it comes to fantasy, I much prefer a player who's done it in the league already than projecting. Juju has been a top 10 fantasy receiver. He's had over 100 in his second year, he had 111 catches for 1,400 yards, seven touchdowns. Like that is an excellent receiver season. He he's had in four he's had four seasons or five seasons if you count last year, but he was injured. 
and four of those seasons he had seven touchdowns, seven touchdowns, and nine touchdowns. So he's a guy who knows how to get in the end zone, and that those are good numbers, especially when you're talking about mid to even a bit later rounds. I think you can get him sometimes in like the eighth, the seventh round, depending on how many you know players in your league. So you know Pat Mahomes number one option. He's gonna throw it to someone, and Travis Kelsey can't catch every pass, and they're gonna throw the ball a lot. So he's gonna need receivers to make plays. Somebody's gonna have to make them. And Juju is definitely talented enough. He's 25 years old. He ha- he adds the run after catch ability. He's had a 97 yard touchdown. Um, where he's just he has that run after catch ability, and I like that in fantasy. Got some background noise. <laughs> um, all right, second keeper. Second keeper. See, this one is a bit of a hybrid keeper sleeper um, because he kind of goes mid rounds, but he had a great year last year, and that's Mike Williams of the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Mike Williams is a touchdown machine. He's had it's very rare to have double digit touchdowns. For example, a lot of people look at a guy like Keenan Allen as the main target in uh, the ch- for the Chargers, and I'm not saying he's not, but he's, throughout his career, never had double-digit touchdowns one time. And Mike Williams has done it twice. Um, I think that he just got the bag. He just got paid. They're incentivized to certainly have him as their number two receiver, and I think Herbert is just going to keep growing with him. I think you're going to see even more targets coming his way. There was a lot of games in the middle of the season last year where he was – five targets, six targets, and if you had him, you know, he started off hot, and then that middle stretch, you know, he was kind of a low in fantasy. I think this year you're going to see him be more consistent. Um, you know, Herbert trusts him more as just that number two or 1B option, and I think he's more of a red zone threat than Keenan Allen. So I still think Keenan probably is going to go ahead of him in a lot of drafts, but if you can skip out on Keenan and take Mike Williams two rounds later, I think you're getting great value there. And my second sleeper, is going to be Kadarius Toney from the New York Giants. And I know a lot of people are terrified of Daniel Jones because he's not that good, and rightfully so. I understand that. But this is one of those situations where you're talking double-digit rounds. Bet on the guy with talent. Bet on the guy with upside. That's the guy I want. I don't want the safe guy in the late rounds. Give me the guy who might have some pop weeks whenever you have a bye week. And Kadarius Toney certainly fits that bill. And his third game... He had 189 yards against the Dallas Cowboys, 10 catches. You know, he had some great performances, and you see the talent. And if you follow any of the NFL training camp kind of uh, videos, hype videos, he's dominating people out there. You know, take with that from you, Will. Um, But, yeah, Kadarius Toney's going to be my guy. You're definitely not trying to take him in single-digit rounds unless you're playing a 12- or 14-team league. Um, More of a 10th to 12th round kind of guy. But if you can get him there – you know, you have upside for a solid wide receiver, too, if he's healthy. Because, in my opinion, Kenny Galladay is not a um, he's not a fantasy option for me, personally. I think if any receiver on that team is going to pop, it's going to be Kadarius Toney. So that's going to be my number two sleeper right there. All right, that does it for this week's edition of the Lone Star Lowdown. Uh, thank you for tuning in to the show. Uh, be sure to tune in Wednesday next week when we break down the NFC North and our Gridiron Gossip segments. Hey, we might actually have a new release date next week, uh, some schedule changes coming, so look out for that. Yeah, fair. Well, that's a perfect segue you know, to follow us on Twitter at the Lone Star Lowdown, or I'm sorry, Lone Star LD. Follow us on Twitter for updates like that. Follow us on Instagram, The Lone Star Lowdown. And follow us on TikTok as well if, you know, we want some quick entertainment highlight videos at The Lone Star Lowdown as well. We're, we're pushing out content all over there. Yeah, um, we also have a, uh, I think we're locking down a new sponsorship soon that, that y'all will be uh, 
interacting with us uh, during the football season. So we will probably be announcing that soon. So be on the lookout for that as well. And yeah, also next week's show, Sleepers and Keepers returns. We're going to be talking running backs, giving y'all our keepers and sleepers to help y'all win some money and uh, have some bragging rights over your friends and your home fantasy football leagues. Um, for the 40-acre dash, we're going to be covering the offensive line of the Texas Longhorns, the big boys up front. A lot of young guys. A lot of young boys. Big uh, big freshman class coming in. So yeah, um, follow us on the socials. Like you said, check out our YouTube, The Lone Star Lowdown. You can find us all over. Um, thank you for listening and uh, hook them horns. Hey, Ross, hook them. I'm afraid of being average and I'm battling it every day. I'm stuck in a loop Round and round we go Everybody say You really playing against zoos I scream for more She won't give us school I adore the over I prefer Italian shoes Valley girls with big boots Is it Moulin Rouge? A lady look for food Don't lie to a James Bond suit, be the night Cab don't talk too smooth, really not in the mood To be straight into just anything Two sips, you slip, I slide We lock eyes, ooh Sometimes I bring you the moon tonight Something by the way that you move It takes me back to Don't lie to a James Bond suit in the night Cap don't talk too smooth really